Hello and welcome to this uh, lockdown podcast of the Generation Gap show from Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Clive Glover and I'm a baby boomer and in this program I always talk to somebody who from a different generation and we compare notes about uh, how we feel about things and what what experiences we've had. So this week I'm uh, delighted to welcome back Faye and Faye is a Generation Xer uh, which means she was young in about the 1990s I think would that be right? I think, yeah, nineteen late 1980s. Let's go there, if like. Let's go there, all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm being very kind to you. Okay. Not. So, welcome, Faye. Welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Wonderful. Very looking forward to this subject we're going to talk about today, Clive. Yes, yes. Okay. And also, just for record's sake, we are, of course, keeping our social distances. Um, since you're in St Albans and I'm in Radlett, we must be at least seven or eight miles apart, so I'm sure that's right. I think we're yeah. Okay. So we decided to talk about fashion. Now, this was your suggestion. I think it's a really good subject because it's one of those things that has changed over time. Obviously, the immediate sort of look of clothes and people what people wear and people don't wear anymore is one thing. But I think it's more about how important fashion is in our daily lives. And it probably wasn't when I was young um, in the sense that there wasn't the sort of choice of things we didn't have all the shops with different sort of styles and all the rest of it it was all a bit boring frankly was it a bit gray it was a bit gray and certainly um i was thinking i mean i started work in the sort of mid 1970s and i had an office job in london so i had a joined the wonderful commuting on thames inc which i did for 30 years afterwards (laughs) but certainly in those days, I had to basically wear a suit and a tie and a white shirt. You couldn't have coloured shirts, you know. Um, right. and so, so I remember having to go um, into a specialist shop and have a suit made for me. And, you know, you're all measured up and you have your special suit made. Um, they, you could buy those sort of off-the-peg suits, but they were a bit sort of looked down upon. They weren't proper ones. You had to have one measured specially for you. And Thinking back on that, it seemed, you know, that was just something I had to do. Nobody told me about that, but it was just that you, when you worked in office, you had to be dressed like that. And yes, it was a grey suit. It was a grey suit, so I guess, right. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I, I mean, I do like a suit and I do think a suit looks very smart at work and, you know, weddings and, and you know, typical, the, the classic that I like is like a nice Italian suit, which you can buy off the peg now, can't you? Um you can buy like long, regular, or short. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I just think to to get a suit made now, how much would that cost, you Clive? I wouldn't like to think. I mean, I suppose, I suppose shops do still exist where you can do that. Apart from obviously the sort of Savile Row type, where I imagine it costs thousands to have your suit made there. I was just going to say that I, I think. My my point was that that was an expectation of working. And, you know, that, that's one thing that's changed so much. I mean, during the time I was working up till a few years ago, um, we certainly got to the point where we didn't wear ties anymore. Ugh, that was a really good thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people made it even more casual. And um, I think the idea was that obviously wearing suits is a bit like wearing uniform for school. It made you all sort of fit into the system and, and you basically conformed in other ways, apart from conforming by how you dressed. Um, but I think that, that dropped off. And, of course, at the moment, under our current situation, everybody's wearing whatever they like because nobody really cares because you're at home. That's right. And the, the, yeah, it's probably joggers, gym leggings, tops that just, you know, quick and easy and quick wash and go, isn't it? Well, Maybe I keep... re-wear them 
say. I keep hearing people saying they're still in their pajamas at five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Not, I, yeah, <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Actually, to be quite honest with you, five. I do like to sort of have a routine and get going. And um, I do like actually when we do um, like a Zoom with. So then you are getting ready and you are putting something on and you're putting. I think it's good for us to do that. Um, so picking out the fashion there, but we're done. We're I'm moving to somewhere else at the moment, aren't I? Well, no, I think that's the, that's the sort of point of things. It's, it's how fashion affects you. I mean, I'm thinking back, and I reckon that when I was growing up, obviously I was young in the 1960s, which was obviously the time when everything changed and all the rest of it. And, you know, swinging London and all that was about fashion as much as music and films and all the other things. Um, yeah. And that really set the sort of boutique. I'm sure the word boutique was never used in this country before then, um, no. you know, which was basically very specialist clothes made by designers and so on and over the years from there you know there were names of people who were well-known um celebrities because they were clothes designers i mean that was unheard of before in, in, as far as i can remember yeah so if you look at remembering like mary quant um twiggy uh, well, she was a model of course and twiggy was probably the first what we now call supermodel someone who was mm. actually paid so much money uh, just for basically being a clothes horse. I'm sorry, that's being a bit rude, but I mean, basically wearing wearing fashionable clothes uh, with a personality, and you knew the name of the person who was the model. That was quite yes. unusual. And in the 90s, you had the supermodels who were earning millions of pounds, literally. And famously, yeah, one of them said she wouldn't get out of bed for less than ten thousand a day. Yeah, there was that demand in in that time. That was that was really when I was young, teenage, really. So they. You did sort of look up to them to what they were wearing and how they were wearing it. And some things were just like, you just couldn't wear it, Clive. You know, you you might give it a whirl or you might give it a try when you go out. But, you know, some things are just not fit to fit some shapes. Maybe one of those. I think most of it's just a sort of show-off thing, isn't it? The, the catwalks with some really weird things on it are really to just promote the name of the designer rather than that particular outfit is my how I look at it um yeah. I could well, be wrong I think, I think the thing is with, well I was talking about the other day is um some people did it about 20 years ago 15 years ago they used to do like colors that what would suit you as and your colors and um I think that sort of came in a way that was quite sort of you know the wheel chart and things like that and I think with me with colours, I do like maybe colourful shoes or a colourful bag, trousers. Not so much the top because I think some things just glare out. Have you ever had a sort of like a glary shirt that you wish you hadn't worn? Or Well, I think going back to the 70s, uh, apart from anything else, that was when we started getting a lot of American television programmes um, shown over here. It was a technical thing. Before that, they couldn't actually um, translate them into the system we have from the American system. But the sort of programmes were things like Starsky and Hutch, which were really, really popular. Oh, yeah. Daisy uh, Duke? And, no, no, that was uh, Dukes of Hazard. But oh, yeah, yeah, same period, I think. But the, the yeah. Starsky and Hutch was one where the, the um, police were driving around in extremely expensive cars, like Ferraris, you know, which is ridiculous yeah. uh, in Miami. And they also had um, 
very sort of glarish clothing, which was, you know, a men's shirt was a sort of deep purple colour or bright orange, those sort of things, and then a, a floral tie with it. And these became really trendy because of that programme as much as anything else. Uh, and the idea, of course, that any police anywhere in the world would be wearing sort of designer clothes like that is ridiculous. But that was, that was the image. Oh, well, the shades. Yeah, but, but of course... They, shades, not dark glasses, dear. God, dear. Um, well, sorry, Clive, you won't invite me again, will you? No, absolutely. Um, but I mean, again, you know, you say, oh, those are really nice. They're Rayburn. What's that mean? And it means they would cost $100 each or something, you know. Um, yeah. It was just that sort of thing. And that's when it really became a big thing and a big business, I suppose. Yeah, I think, I th- yeah, I mean, I've luckily I've managed to get a few little winners, but I, I, I do get them secondhand. I can't really sort of get myself to sort of like go or you know some 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 glasses may cost like a thousand pound or a bag might cost four thousand and I think oh my goodness could imagine well that's one of those things I mean if I'm sort of step back and say I cannot believe people pay ridiculous amounts of money for a handbag um you know it's a handbag (laughs) okay it's a nice shape it's got special buckles on it or something but uh, you know why does it cost that much and it, it's like so many things there's a, a sort of basic price there's a yeah. mid price which you might think is okay but they always want to push you into something more expensive it's one that's made there's only 20 copies in the whole world that sort of thing it's the designer thing which is a t-shirt which is a white t-shirt and mm-hmm. it has a little tiny signature on the side somewhere and because of that it costs 50 pounds mm. Whereas you can go into any number of shops and buy one for like four pounds, five pounds. Yeah, exactly. And you have to say, what is the difference apart from the forty-six pounds we're talking about? Yeah. Are we showing our age here? You know, cause yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into my grumpy old man mode. I think on this yeah, one. Let's lighten it up. I'm sure you've got something designer in your wardrobe, Clive. Come on. Please. I'm sure I probably haven't. Well, I think I've got a pair of like um, some shoes, and all my shoes, most of them, I've still got. And so when I bought, they were they were called Gina Gina shoes, um, and they were worth quite a lot. But I got them for fifteen pound, and and still, if I wear them today, people say, "Wow, they're really nice." And I just love. I feel I'm a winner. <laughs> I didn't pay, but they were lovely uh, Italian shoes. Now, I think it is one of those things that if you're wearing smart clothing and so on in various environments, it does um, sort of make your mood for the day. Um, It does sort of affect how you think about yourself and how you think about what's going on around you. And so in terms of, um, you know, business type meetings, if you put on your best sort of smart business suit, go there and sort of sit down in a meeting and all the others look a bit scruffy, then you are in a sort of commanding position. I think that's a sort of psychological thing that does actually really work and affect you. Yeah, I think I think it naturally pulls your shoulders back. You you're ready for the day. You 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 know you mean business, don't you? You know. I think that's right. I and mean, I've got far too many shirts. I mean, one of the things about being in lockdown and not really wearing many different clothes day by after day is you look and say, well, why have I got, you know, 20 shirts or 15 pairs of trousers or 16 pairs of shoes? I haven't got 16 pairs of shoes, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But you know what I mean? (laughs) I do know exactly what you mean, because I probably have more than that. And but that is over the years, Clive. So I'm going to point that out as well. And I've bought less as I got older, but I don't need all of them. 
Well, it's also the thing that um, it's about quality, isn't it? I mean, in the 70s, particularly, when we started getting all those very strange coloured shirts, they were made of strange materials, which were basically a lot of nylon stuff. Uh, and they were very sweaty, yes, and, and they, they didn't really last very long either, to be honest. So I think from a period after that, I made a resolution to myself, I only ever buy cotton shirts. Yeah. And that has been a very wise thing because they, they do last very well and they're not the same in um, sort of being sweaty and all the rest of it. Oh dear, are we getting a bit too um, graphic now? <laughs> I don't think so. I think anything can go at the moment, especially in fashion. I, I think as well with shoes is like getting the ones that you can reheal, so you know that they have got durations like uh, like a dura- like brogues. Um, you know, lovely. I love brogues. I think they're very smart on women and and men. And uh, the ones that you can't reheal can go quite quickly. They might be cheap, but they do go very quickly. I think also it's with um, with shoes. I mean, I was brought up, and I'm sure it's my mother's fault. And we, oh. we got Clark's shoes when we were growing up because they were the proper ones. You know, they fitted you and all the rest of it. And they did sort of measure your feet to sort of make sure you got the ones that fitted you. And well, I've, I've, a good job, though, wasn't it? A mum's good job, go to Clark's. You've, you've got the shoes because it's very important to look after your feet. Well, I've, I've actually got very wide feet. So that actually means I have difficulty in finding shoes that do fit me properly. Um, right. And I still can buy those, yes. Ooh, you see? So your mum taught you well. Absolutely. I've, one of the lessons I definitely learnt from her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so if we go through the sort of periods, when is it? I mean, obviously, when you were presumably a sort of teenager, at that point, yeah. you would be very alert to fashions because if you wore the wrong thing, presumably all your friends weren't your friends anymore suddenly. I do, do you know, I don't really remember that type of, um, problem with myself actually you didn't I don't have know any mean I... girls in your school oh no that was always mean and that you know I can put my hands up I could have been quite mean too because that's what we are sometimes aren't we when we grow up and learn and I think the one of the I think one of the things that I wasn't part of but just would been my my parents um like my aunties would been the shoulder pads so I was just trying to think there was obviously then they did cut their jeans. We did cut our jeans then. And that sort of come back about a few years ago. And um, my mum never understood why I bought them like that. <laughs> I know, I think, I don't know why I bought them like that. But when they come back again, I'm like, I don't know why you, you, you're buying that. Isn't it funny how you, yeah, you think you're doing the, the, the latest trends in your time, but actually you're, you're probably not, especially now. Well, if you leave things in your wardrobe long enough, they come round again, I'm sure. <laughs> if they fit. <laughs> um, I think jeans are an interesting one because um, if you've, I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen the film Rebel Without a Cause, which I think was probably late 50s, but it's, you know, James Dean is his most famous film. And of course, he was killed quite early on in a car accident. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was one of those sort of people with amazing promise and made, I think, three films and then he, he died. But mm-hmm. the, the rebel without a cause was an image that sort of stuck for decades afterwards. The rebellious teenager. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the, the expression of his rebelliousness was he wore blue jeans. And so blue jeans through the 60s and 70s were still associated with that kind of rebellious thing. All those students protesting, on, you know, walking along the street with banners and so on would wear jeans. And those people now, if you think about it, are, of course, 
60s and 78 year olds um, and they're still wearing jeans and so if you went back in the 60s with you know a teenager and said you're wearing jeans you know you're a rebel and do you realize that you might still be wearing them in 50 years time I mean, i'm thinking mick jagger here <laughs> you know. yeah, okay yeah, i'm with you or, or yeah. you said that, you know, your granddad will wear jeans. That would be just mm. an outrageous idea. Yeah, you're going to wear them again, you rebel. And it's, uh, yeah, no, because I think jeans are very smart, especially the type of um, different dyes they have in them. They can, they can, a lot of people do wear jeans to work. You know, if you think of some companies or um, like Google, I think they, you know, I think it's probably compulsory well. there, isn't it? <laughs> Compulsory. What are you doing wearing a suit? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I remember reading, you know, um, Steve Jobs, the uh, founder of Apple, was a bit oh. um, OCD in many ways, apart from all his other qualities. And wow. I read that he, he always, if you look any photos of him, you'll see he had black jeans and base, or chinos, basically, and a, a white t shirt. And apparently he had a gigantic wardrobe in his house and he had, you know, 15 or 20 pairs of each and they're all identical. A bit like Simon Cowell. He, he's a bit the same, you know, black T-shirt, black trousers, isn't he? Yeah, well, that's probably the sort of same sort of thing. But, yeah, it's this idea because it, he said when someone questioned, he said, well, I don't have to think about what I wear then. I just wear another pair of those because he, he was well, far too busy designing computers or iPhones or something. Well, apparently Obama uh, took the same thing as well. He just had all white shirts, same suit. I think it was a grey. See, there you are in fashion, Clive. And, and uh, yeah, that was it. That was the thought process that don't have to think, put on, go. Everything's ready. One less thing to worry about. And that can take up time in the morning. Well, it's one of those things which is very much a sort of um, a gender thing, isn't it? Because women don't just wear you know men can go to work in those days in a suit and tie and that was everybody didn't didn't notice but what the women wore was noticeable and you had to make a decision today i'll wear this or today i'll wear that or tomorrow i'll do something else and it was more difficult because there wasn't a woman's suit equivalent as such i mean there are obviously business suits for women as well now but they were probably a bit um over the top for most office type jobs yeah and it can range from quite sort of yeah, from one end to the other, shall we say, from grey to quite colourful. So, yeah, and it can, it can be a bit risky, I think, um, for that, I think, when you go to work and choosing what, what's... I do believe, like, appropriate. <laughs> I sound old, but I do think there's, you know, a bit of decorum. Well, <laughs> also, I think, um, obviously, talking about the 70s and 80s onwards, mm-hmm. um, the number of... The proportion of women who were in an office were, was quite small, relatively. And now yeah. it's probably more like 50-50, or in some companies, it's probably more than that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, when you were perhaps one of two or three women amongst 30 men in a working environment, it was probably quite tricky because you obviously did get noticed. Yeah, yeah, natural, naturally, wouldn't it? Yeah. Human nature, I think. So... Um, but I suppose the thing is now whether fashion is important in any way. Um, and I don't know if it is or not now. I think it's pre- sort of become a bit um, less important to people because now there's no strict rules in most places about what you wear in a working environment, what you wear out. I remember somebody actually uh, only relatively few years ago having a little go at me for walking out, going to the shops in my shorts 
And I was completely baffled by the idea that, that was a strange thing to do because people used to dress up to go shopping. Yeah. No, I don't. I think you're allowed to wear shorts completely, Clive. Well, I, 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 I certainly I do. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> you, you know, it's... It, I've got I such think... wonderful legs, you know, obviously. Great <laughs> <laughs> pins. But... <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, it's like, I do agree with like, t-shirts on, you know, you sometimes you, you can go on holiday and, and, you know, it's time to eat or, you know, that sort of thing. And I think, oh, might need a t-shirt on or something there. Don't you think? Well, I mean, I think obviously it's something you might think about in certain environments. I mean, there's still restaurants in London where, or hotel restaurants particularly, where if you don't wear a tie, you know, you get taken to one side and they give you a tie out of the drawer. At least that's I believe right. that. I've seen it in films. I'm sure it's true. It's definitely true if you've seen it in a film. It comes from somewhere, Clive. Remember that. Yeah, yeah. But the exactly. thing also, if you go into like a club or something, sometimes they're very strict on trainers or footwear, aren't they? And uh, I remember once we had to... Uh, I think it was Gems at the time. Do you, do you remember there, Gems? Or... Not offhand. Not offhand. Well, it was in St Albans. And, um, yeah, so when you went there, you had to wear shoes. And I think we, we, we quickly went back to my cousin's house and got her dad's shoes for um, one of our friends so he could put them on and get in the club. Because I think if you look at um, old films, I mean, sort of documentary type films of factory workers, say in the 1920s, you'll see them all coming out of the factory and they've got basically jackets on, the men I'm talking, and flat caps quite often and so on. And they actually went to work in a factory with some sort of jacket, not a suit. Um, But, you know, they actually did that. There's two reasons. One is that's what was expected. But the other reason was they probably didn't have other clothes. You know, they they have sort of one day suit type clothes and maybe yeah. a, a Sunday best and that That's was really right. it that was it yeah now you can have as many as you like different shirts stripes uh, different colors well it's also if you if you look at sort of old furniture thing or a house perhaps got old furnitures um yeah. the wardrobes are tiny you know only sort of two foot six wide or something like that because that's all you needed for your three sets of clothes that's right now people have got a walk-in wardrobe have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't walked in wardrobe life. I, some people have, haven't they? So it becomes... You, you, look, it's on telly. If it's on telly, it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen, I've seen actually... Um, I know a couple of young people who have um, sort of clothes... Uh, I don't know what they're called, really. They're sort of clothes rails rather than wardrobes, you know, in their, their room, bedrooms sort of lined up. Uh, like in a shop for some reason because it's easier to get clothes off the rack than it is in and out of a wardrobe you don't have to fold them and things like that actually if you think about how expensive wardrobes are then you've got your rack and you can get a couple of those and uh happy days you know yeah i suppose it it helps in selecting you can just flip through them all like you do in the shop yes exactly oh yeah (laughs) and you can have in color coordinated that looks that that's impressive. I always think that's rather impressive. Like Trini, you know, Trini and Susanna. Do you remember that? I know who you mean, what? but I'm not sure I ever seen any programmes. Yeah, how they change people, you know, what they were wearing, what they're going to wear, and re- rejig their wardrobe. Yes, not yes. Well, that's. <laughs> not, not yet. You might do after the lockdown, hopefully. You might say, oh, actually. 
Let's Time for a complete new set of clothes. A new Clive, yes, absolutely. I think a lot of people are thinking a bit of that as well, like young um, young teenagers thinking, oh, you know, I've had uh, a couple of people tell me that they're going to cut their items and bleach them, change the colour. I think lovely, give it, an, give it a go and just see what comes, you know, cut the sleeves off. You know, why not? Might well, yes, probably learning all sorts of interesting skills which they haven't had before. Yeah, which is a winner, isn't it? Don't you think? I think so, and also yeah. the the environmental issues coming out as well. Of course, that why do I have twenty shirts when I only really ever wear three or four of them? Yeah, pass them on. Charity shop. Oh, we have, our charity. I've got a pile of stuff to take to a charity shop already, but they're all closed, of course, at the moment. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. We've got that as well. We've we've had a. It's very difficult, isn't it? Because we're all sort of decluttering. And um, so just hold them back for the charity shops because that will be a day and a half to go shopping there. So um, do you think that in terms of fashion, what we're doing now in terms of obviously all being at home and I'm sure, as you say, doing some decluttering and so on, do you think that's going to change people's views about things? I mean, it's going to change people's views about working, isn't it? Because obviously there's an awful lot of people who have discovered they can actually work from home quite easily. And we want Absolutely. to continue doing it, not all the time necessarily, but perhaps in you know, a half the time. And so, I think that I've heard that half the time, you know, d- definitely want to be back in an office as well as being at home, and and how it works so efficiently and effectively. And but I think you know that's where it will come in, isn't it? Where you will want to get up, put put your outfit on, and go and um, look smart, look like you're ready for the day. And I think that's what we will miss, we are missing currently, is that sort of get up. um, And I think as it's gone further in, we now want it more, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think also, I mean, you can obviously phone people and we can do all that clever stuff of Zooming people and Skyping people. Um, And it, it all works because with people you know and obviously family and friends and so on but there is the the personal thing which you are not able to replicate like that isn't it i mean you it's just something extra i don't quite know what it is we've had zoom meetings and we, we talk about things in the way we would talk in another meeting but somehow it doesn't feel real i don't quite know what it is i'm feeling it more real in a in a in a, in a way you suddenly you, you sort of do it and then you check and you think how well we're all doing you know having these zoom meetings having this having you know I I feel like my day is quite full I don't know how you feel well I've been working at home for several years before all this actually so it's not such a change for me but obviously I'm missing going out to various places including to our studios um, and so on but uh, yeah I think it's it's interesting well do you think when in the future, at some point in weeks or months' time, suddenly all the clothes shops are open. Do you think people have a pent-up demand and they'll all be rushing in to buy a whole load of new clothes? I think maybe some may like to, and I think some maybe won't be able to, and I think that will be time to see what 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 is available and how... So maybe we might say we like that colour, but maybe we won't have every colour. I'm like, you, you see what I mean? So we have a, we'll be back, but not nowhere near as, um, not that fast, shall we say? We won't so be dropping on a weekly or daily basis. I was going to say, so you think that people will actually have thought about this and thought, well, 
are clothes and you know choice of clothes and so on are they a really important part of my life and what i do and how i work and that sort of thing you think it's actually going to be less important I think it'll be less important, but I think it will be done in a in a more effective way. So you sort of mix and match. So you won't spend as much, but it will go with that and it may be go with that. Some people obviously will be doing that anyway. You know, they've always been quite good at it. But I think there's certain skills that we're learning while we're in lockdown. And I think that's that may be one of them is like, one, do I need that? And uh, have I got it still at home? Um yeah, so I think let's let's hope there's a little bit more charity shopping. Yes. Maybe, um, you know, eBay or donating and that sort of thing. That would be nice. Depop. Um, yeah. Do you know about Depop? I do know about Depop, actually. There you go. See, that's but it's, you don't call things secondhand. Everything is previously used or previously well, loved. Previously loved. Okay, previously loved. Um, new to you. Something like that, yes, yes. Something like that. That's great. Let's do it. When we get back out there, let's go shopping, Clive. Me and you, charity shop, and let's get our new outfit out there. What do you think? Ooh, okay. I accept that. <laughs> but I think I would be taking more things to the charity shop rather than collecting things from there, but you might be right. Yeah. I was, I've still got time to uh, talk you into it. Okay, okay. So, right, well, we've meandered around this subject to some extent but i think uh, it's quite it's quite significant that the world of fashion is quite important and it's become more important over the time in my experience um but i'm not sure what, whether it's actually important it's just become more significant and of course it's become a really huge business that's the important thing that that's the reason we, we find out so much about it we have all those glossy magazines and so on and of course they've disappeared largely now because they've been replaced by websites and so on but sort of getting the fashion out there is something which is really um significant now and particularly on instagram which seems to be like one glossy mag color magazine after the other isn't it every page yeah, it'll, it'll be nice to see what people have created and maybe some people may be thinking of going into a different field of work on the back of it. You know, you just don't know, do you? No, I suppose that's right. So um, do you do Instagram? I do. I love it. Yeah. Um, I was a bit surprised, well, slightly surprised, but I was sort of shocked to the extent of it when I discovered that some of these sort of celebrities there actually have film crews to take the photographs, you know, lighting lighting, and all the rest of it. So when you oh. see that so-called selfie, it actually has sort of six people behind it. Yeah. It's, it's not as, um, what should we say, as on the cuff as it could be maybe. But some, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 I to be, Fair, I don't really follow that many type of celeb. I don't really follow celebrities on Instagram. I just follow things that are out there as in uh, what people are doing, what things can help, uh, ideas, you know, interior um, ideas and, and things like that. So I haven't really gone down the fashion route, but I, it doesn't surprise me. There's lighting, there's everything, but probably not at the moment. <laughs> everyone's got to do their own makeup haven't they on telly and <laughs> yes that's right and it's amusing me because slowly 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 i'm like oh they're getting, they're getting a bit better <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't quite noticed that but i do know somebody who's on the telly who um did make make some remarks about this yeah yes uh, yeah but, but it's fun isn't it that if we can sort of just keep the humor as well as 
all the all the all the you know sad stuff's going on. It's just it's just something, isn't it? Just to say. So, yeah. just final thing. I wonder if you've have you got into some sort of craft work? You know, like in, we're talking about fashion. Have you thought about making your own clothing or modifying some of your own clothing and things like that? I, I, mm, no, I'm not there yet. Actually, my daughter has. She's got the uh, bleach out, bleach to top, and uh, a couple of other. Don't tops drink it. And- <laughs> <laughs> Do not drink it. No, but the thing is, it's like um, it was, and it's a funny thing. It's like something that my mum probably wouldn't have allowed me to do, and so that's that's always the thing. I was like, yeah, go for it. Let's see what let's what you come out with. And she had it on the other day. She goes, what do you think? And I looked lovely. I like it. She cut it. She bleached it, and um, it probably killed half the day, you know, as well. Okay. So. You know, she's getting creative with that. I'm probably getting more, as I said to you before, more on the DIY and putting things up. So if we're more locked down, my wardrobe will be next. Right. Okay. I'll let you know. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks, Faye. I think um, we ought to wind up now. And um, nice to talk to you again. Glad to know that you're occupying yourself suitably during the lockdown. Yes, I am. I'm doing doing what I can and where I can. And, uh, yeah, we just keep going. Okay. Right. Well, thank you for that. This has been the Generation Gap show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM and a special podcast. And um, if you can uh, look out, we'll be doing more of these in the next few weeks. So look out for the next podcasts. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Generation Gap Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you'll listen again to the show. You can subscribe from iTunes, Google Play and of course from Radio Verulam's own website, radioverulam.com.